Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever, and now they're here doing this. <laughs> we've done it. We've We're, done it. We it. we've finished Sex in the City, and what better way? First of all, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And we thought, listen, we 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 have so many things to do with this podcast now, but what better way to? ring in finishing it and breaking down our experience then bringing back one of our friends one of our favorite guests ever on the podcast one of our best episodes ever absolutely hilarious comedian writer good friend jen kirkman everyone before this this pod before this pod you were just a comedian that we were fans of so this is one of the joys of doing this pod was when we found out you were fans Corey and i were just like holy shit jen kirkman (laughs) likes our podcast and now now you sent me that and i think it's also worth mentioning i think hanging out with her in in los angeles was like the last fun night i've had in all of 2020 yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, we we were like at our own mini super spreader. I mean, <laughs> we, we didn't even did, know it yet. If we did that now, we'd we'd all be sick. Yeah, that's uh, but, right. That's right. Um, I, yeah, I feel close enough to you guys. I feel like if I were eating pizza out of a garbage can, that you guys would would take it out of my hands. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'd be like, I'd be like, let's go home, Jen. This pizza does <laughs> taste come on. like garbage. Come on, come on, let's go home. Oh let's man. Oh. Now, oh. is is that was that your favorite episode ever? Is that your favorite yeah. episode? It's hard to say. I think, yeah, I, I think the last four are probably my favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I count this episode as one, you know, one and two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But but I just think it doesn't get, I just don't know how it couldn't be my favorite because everyone hits their peak yeah. self-realization. Mm-hmm. Everyone is so developed. It's just complete fashion porn with Carrie in Paris yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and smoking porn for us smokers and ex-smokers and yeah, um, yeah. smoking indoors. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And just then, not at the museum. Yeah, not, not at the museum. I know. I thought that was <laughs> so funny. Place. I was like, was please. Um, and, you know, I thought it was just, it's, it, it's the only episode that ma- makes me cry. I've cried. Uh, I, I reviewed it a little bit before I, 
joined you guys on the podcast. And I just mm-hmm. sort of kept one eye open. You know, I was doing other things because if I really yeah, sit yeah. and watch it, I'll start crying. It's kind of like it's a wonderful life for me. Like I will always cry. Mm. <laughs> um, I start crying when Charlotte says, that's our baby. I know yeah. it. Oh. Yeah. oh, and when that's what got me. Yeah. And when Magda says to Miranda, you love <laughs> that got me. That got oh. me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't really necessarily cry at Carrie and Mr. Big, but I, I, I buy it. I want them together. They, they've earned it. They've, they've earned it. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin said that at the end of our last episode, he was like, you know, after seeing all that, I can't imagine it being Aiden. And he was like, people, you know, be like Carrie and big, but I think you were right, Kevin. Like it really, I mean, we're we're coming off the heels of you know just very recently watching this, but yeah, it makes sense. It really makes it's sense their story. Them. Yeah, it's their story. Mm-hmm. You know totally. what was interesting because I know we've talked about this before. The you know like it'll be interesting to see you guys watch it again because I it took me a long time to it took me a long time to get here. It took me <laughs> a long time to notice things. Um, like on the second, third, 50 millionth watchings. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't until I started revisiting the show again by listening to your podcast that I noticed, I mean, it's probably like, how did you not notice this, you idiot? But I just noticed the fun that she and Big have and that laughter yeah. is a big part of their thing. And I love how them getting back together this time was just full of giggling. Mm-hmm. And all these other guys in season six were so difficult from burger to petrovsky they're probably great with other people but they're just they're not fun like her and even though she's dramatic and we get annoyed with her she is ultimately if if things are going well in her life she's pretty free-spirited and Mm -hmm. fun yeah that's true and and also when you're with like when you're with someone who is like that is it's either there or it's not like there's people that I've dated that aren't funny people, but I, I laugh with them. Like they're not Mm -hmm. outward. Like the vibe is there. And I've also been at dinner with someone that it's like, wow, this should be more fun than it is in your head. Like the fact that they're not Mm -hmm. in their head and they're, they kind of like are on this similar wavelength, um, with, with just their senses of humor. And it's weird because I would, uh, that makes sense for Carrie Bradshaw you know, it's, it's weird that of all the people that she has this vibe with, it's like Mr. Big, because, you know, I don't know, every, we were so surprised how many people were like, her and Burger's banter is the best. And it was totally, we were prepared for it because of you, but it's like, (laughs) no, that's (laughs) like when you're on a date and it's forced and the person's like doing banter and in your head, you're like, are we doing a bit? Like, I like you. I don't want to be doing a bit with my girlfriend yeah yeah the the burger stuff was so forced and that was the first time that i realized oh wait are we supposed to think carrie's funny i never knew that yeah Corey and i talked about that like yeah we you are comic yeah yeah they kind of ran with it too with the russian that i was like are you they did yeah by suddenly season six she's like fucking elaine boozler (laughs) i know (laughs) for real she's sitting there in front of a bramovic and she's just like and and he everyone's like looking like oh my gosh and another thing cracking jokes what else is in the nose (laughs) for real yeah nora dunn (laughs) i know it's just like it's yeah it's 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 funny that you say burger though man that seems like forever i know is that season six yeah, that's season six. Oh my god, that seems like. I mean, it years is a twenty ago. episode. That's like season, early but. pandemic. Yeah, I, for real. Yeah, but for I, real. I still it think is. that 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 is is because of how 
like a much of an arduous slog her relationship with Petrovsky feels like. It just feels yeah. like it is, like you said, all the fun and bubbly personality of Carrie Bradshaw mm-hmm. systematically gets pulled away from her in the second half of the, of season six. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it ends with just her moping around Paris, stepping in horse shit. Sitting, feeding a dog croissants next to her in a restaurant. Oh, we and didn't talk just, about the dog. That dog was like awesome. Not that not shot. being herself. And, yeah. uh, and that dress that she was wearing, that like that kind of reddish pink polka dot, black and white or black polka dot dress and her feeding croissants to the dog. That like seems like that that has to be like influenced by like a, a painting it, or something. Yeah. Like Louis Lautrec. Is that the guy? Yeah, the, yeah. The big. Yeah. Like it seems like some sort of painting like that or some poster or something. I think That's, you're right. John. Go yeah. Ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say when I rewatched it tonight, I noticed that dog like more than I ever had. And I was like, that <laughs> so seems weird. it seems so stylized. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's probably something like that. It does. Yeah. Um, Turner yeah. Hooch. I thought to, to lose Lautrec, to lose Lautrec. That's what it was. Oh, um, yeah. I know that name, but I don't yeah, know what yeah. you're doing. Not Louis. Um, I, I think you're right, John. I think there were parts of um, there are even parts of that episode. We were like concerned knowing that it's in Paris and it's kind of like you get so much. um as a viewer, you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone. And then you're just like the people in their separate places. That's why it's so impressive that they pulled it off so well, because they literally took Carrie's personality away and the characters (laughs) are in different places. And Mm -hmm. it really could have, if it wasn't written so well, it really could be like, this is super serious. And I didn't get my classic sex in the city vibe. And instead Mm -hmm. it like elevated it Mm. to this thing of being like, wanting the ending so bad that when you when it all comes together you're like ah it's like you haven't haven't experienced it for like two episodes and then they're all they're all back and it was just so so good yeah so good but mm. i have a question or, or a comment i guess for kevin um you know i when i watched when i heard you guys watch this series it didn't and again i don't know how it didn't dawn on me how much, I, I mean, it did in the moment, but, but the aftermath of Richard, mm-hmm. it didn't dawn on me how scarred Samantha was from that. Um, I, it, it did dawn on me that it was like the first guy she said, I love you too. Although she did say a real early episode, like very randomly, I love you to someone. But then mm. I think after that, they kind of nipped her being someone that says, I love you. So anyway, mm-hmm, yeah. this whole time that you guys were seeing her with Smith, because I knew the ending, I, I felt like you guys didn't, didn't, well, because why would you, but you didn't really realize how big he was going to be in her life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that he would be like the next Richard. Mm. And I kept thinking like, I wonder why they're not, you know, kind of foreseeing this. And I guess it is because she keeps pushing him away. And, and I get for, for a while that cause he's young and she doesn't do relationships, but she did with Richard. So Mm -hmm. I wonder how much of that scarred her from wanting to, get serious again. And then Mm. when she sleeps with Richard and realizes how shallow and just Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. he is, I was actually very disappointed. Although let me, I want to ask your opinion. I'm sure you talked about it on the podcast that this whole episode is about love and she doesn't say, I love you to him when Mm. he says it to her. And she says, you've meant more to me than any man I've ever known. And I get the, wow. I get that. She doesn't No, And I get that for her. That is saying, I love you. And I get that. It's probably more impactful that she said that because we've already seen her say, I love you to Richard. But I was just like, damn, like I, I wonder 
if she loves him or if it doesn't mm. matter. Anyway, wow. I don't know that if that's a question. But I, that's- no, it's interesting because I, I, in our last episode, I had a whole thing where I was like, she completes this arc, like you had said, and like, she kind of gives up, like, it's only sex, it can't be commitment. And she says, what you said to me has meant more than anyone. And so I didn't even think about the fact that she didn't just say, I love you too. Yeah, I wonder, I definitely didn't get the vibe. I can see that now that it's like, that, that is surprising. It didn't come off to me like a, I love you, thank you moment. Like, yeah, exactly. But I do wonder, I I definitely feel like our journey with Smith and because he's just like such a good looking dude. I, I, and I was like, oh man, he keeps on showing up. I didn't expect in this moment for him to be so loving so like to really just like be like wow what an incredible gesture to a person who is in the scariest moments of her life potentially mm-hmm. dying mm-hmm. you know yeah. or and to you know to not cut and run and be like okay this is this chemo stuff's going to be hard you know i thought it was like and and for him to to do what he did um i don't know i think i think he's I understand now why people love him so much now that we've seen like the conclusion of his arc. When he shows up next time we're watching, I'll be like, ah, oh, mm. we know he's a good dude. Because it is funny. You yeah. put some of your feelings out for some of these characters that you're like, this guy's awesome. And then people are like, just fucking wait. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's how, that's, that's how we felt about Richard at and first. People, that we were we like, love he's Richard. Got a, we were like, he's got, you know, okay, he's got a couple like weird Playboy things. But like when he was like, you know, took her hand, hand down from yeah. here and put it up for here. And he like danced with her. It was like, and then, yeah. So, course, so we were later. just, we did, we hilarious. just didn't want to get too invested with Smith and have him hurt us. We were just like Samantha's, <laughs> you know, we were true. We've been burned well, in the past. I wonder if the writers just kind of painted themselves into a corner because she'd already said, I love you. So that wouldn't be the biggest bombshell for her to say mm-hmm. it. It's a bigger true. deal that Miranda did something quote loving mm-hmm. and yeah. that big said, you're the one like, those are the words everyone's been waiting to hear. And yeah. maybe with Samantha, it was just like, well, she has to say something different than I love you because she's already said it. Well, one of the things we talked about, which John has talked about a bunch on the podcast, is like love is love is like an action, not just like uh, love is, yeah, it's like an action. And they all, all the different storylines were like showing love, not just through, um, and, and, uh, yeah. And yeah, I think I think that was that was really cool. Especially, I worked in a nursing home when I was in high school, and that's why the the one with Steve Steve's mom was like really impactful. Oof. Because in all my years working at the nursing, I worked in a nursing home for four years, and there was one husband who showed up every single day for his wife every single day, and there was a few oh. different like daughters or sons that would be there every day, and then there'd be some people um, that like would come for like a half hour on holidays or some kids wouldn't come on holidays. And Uh, it was just like, that is like one of the most sacrificial loves I think you can do is like, have, have your, your mother-in-law inconvenience you to live with your family. And for her mm -hmm. to do that, like that was, Mm -hmm. that was a part that like really just hit Mm -hmm. me of like, man, Miranda is like loving Steve and Steve's mom, but for Steve too. Yeah. In such a way that is like, man, like you don't, sign up in life to be like, Oh, I can't wait for my mother-in-law to live with me and I'll bathe her. You know, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was just so beautiful. It was, you know, 
And it was way yeah. better than being like, Steve, I love your mom. Right. You know? Yeah. It was totally. more, it, well, it's weird. I don't know if this is the last time we saw Steve or not, but he's, Steve is standing in the kitchen and he like, he tries to kill that cockroach, you know? Mm-hmm. Fucking cockroach. Like, Cockroaches. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> but then she says, you know, she's like, Steve, your mom can come live. And he's like visibly kind of shaken. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, are, are you sure? Like you, you can tell they're back in the like Steve Miranda thing where he's like, is that okay? Can he come live at your house? I mean, I know I live there too, but like, it's your house. <laughs> And like, but I, that might be the last, I don't know if that's the last time we see him in it or not, but there's a thing where it's like, he's not even really ready to ask Miranda that, you mm-hmm. know? So for her to offer yeah. it and be like, listen, I know that this means a lot to you. Like we can do this. That's, that's pretty huge on her mm-hmm. part, I think. And it seemed like she really wanted it too for that woman. Like who wants to live in that squalor? And, oh, you know? totally. Yeah. Totally. What yeah. did you guys think? Oh my God. I know I'm like asking you things you probably already potted about, but like when you see Love his it. name finally on the phone. <laughs> this is, we talked about this. John. Just the worst name ever. And, and I guess that is such I'm, a boring name. I've known his name for so long. And in the yeah. first movie, oh yeah, that's, well, he spells it wrong too. Exactly. He does, he absolutely he does. Yeah. Come on. In the movie, uh, it's like John this, John that, movies one and two. And so, really? yeah, so it's different. Um, like it's, it, we get used to it, but I think this was the first time we learned his name. Yeah, I think 100%. Yeah. It, it's, totally it, is. it is. It is. That's like, I think we were saying like, cause did you watch it? Did you watch it when it was, did you watch the finale live or you no, watched it No, this is why I'm so happy because, so I watched it a few years after it aired and okay. I, and this is like pre Twitter. So there was really no one, there was not this like online community where I could be like, I'm binging sex in the city and you can tweet and people will like talk to you. Mm -hmm. I just experienced this whole thing by myself. So that's why I was like, that's right. You told us that about watching it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Watching in LA. I was so hooked on you guys watching it because I'm like, "Ah, I get to like hear people talk about it for the first time. Well, we were saying, I was like, if that had been today or maybe it was when it, maybe it happened the next Mm -hmm. day, maybe there were internet articles, but that like there would have just been like, John, really? Yeah. Just, that would have that would have been like trending on Twitter. John, oh, totally. Like people would have just been flipping out about it. Well, you know what's interesting too? I'd heard rumors, and I think I heard this back then, and and they may not even be true. They weren't like from the inside of anywhere. That they were thinking of like, what if they ended the show with her choosing herself? Mm. And. Oh. I think that whole monologue of like, it's the relationship you have with yourself. I don't think it's from some kind. I don't think they had a version where she's alone or maybe they did. I don't know. Mm. But it was just kind of interesting because I was like, but I mean, she's been single a lot and I guess she does have a good relationship with herself and she finally Mm -hmm. found herself via the necklace. I love Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was so great. But it was like, well, that's kind of a, I mean, of course she has to say that, but it's so much easier to say when the love of your life tells you you're the one. Fly, flies, to to you. Par- flies to Paris to, <laughs> to, to take you back <laughs> to New York. Yeah, it is very convenient. It's yep. very convenient when it all works out and you're like, you know what? And I also love myself. Yeah, yeah like yeah. me sitting alone in a pandemic for a year going, guys, the most important relationship is when you have with yourself. It's like, what? All right. Someone get <laughs> somebody, her someone. Somebody tell her to get outside. She's yeah. eating garbage pizza again. <laughs> but wait, I had another question for you guys. Oh, I don't remember what it was. Oh, just, okay. Um, Did you think, like, what did you think? Okay, wait, I have 10 questions. I loved when she found the necklace and I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that of all the fashion moments, like you guys understood 
Yeah. How fashion was used in that moment or whatever. That it was like a couture vintage purse and there's a hole in it and she found it that and well, the other well, just necklace. That, just that the necklace yeah. represents yeah. like. Yes. Totally. Her, I mean, her of course yeah. you get that. Her former. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, yeah. Qu- the dumb part. Okay. The slap. It wasn't a mm. slap. Let's talk about that because uh, we talked. We we had like a. We didn't. I feel like we could have gone way more in depth yeah. with it. Yeah. Well, the slap. I mean, it was well, ambiguous on purpose. I mean, they obviously wrote it to be something ambiguous. And my take of the slap is they couldn't. They couldn't have ha- made it a like a, a, a an actual slap where he assaults her that no. would have just changed the tone of the show and our <laughs> feelings towards her and him way too much. So I, I get what they did, but I don't know. It was, it was, it was interesting. It, it, I, I guess like I could see how it, he didn't mean to do it, but he definitely didn't mean to not be a, not aggressive towards her, but like, you know, like, if you'd like do that and be like, get off me. Like there was, there was unworked through energy that he was keeping in his body. That was like, not cool. That was like, listen, man, you can't, even if he wouldn't have slapped her, if he just like ripped his hands away from her and he, you know, you can't do that all the time. Like that would be a conversation that was like, Hey, I'm trying, like, she's trying to come towards him in that moment. Right. Yeah. Emotionally. Um, what is she saying then? Or is that, that when she's like he, breaking up with him? They're having the fight and she's like, he's like, I'm going to take a shower and go to bed. And she's like, no, you, you don't can't get to do, do this. this. Yeah. You can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, he's walking away and then he goes to turn around and that's when it happens. I threw my keys down. I was in a huge fight with my ex fiance one time and I threw my keys down to the ground really hard and <laughs> they were like this close to her feet. And then she just looked at me. She's like, you better be glad those didn't hit my feet. And I was like, I agree. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like they would have fucked their feet. I would have been. So that's what I thought of when I saw that, that I was like, okay, like if those would have hit her feet, I would have been in like a slap moment, but But I I shouldn't have done that no matter what. Like I shouldn't have. And so he, if someone's being like, Hey, keep on talking. You can't be like, ah, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. It was like unresolved energy in his body. Mm -hmm. Like, and she was just standing too close and he was just like, ah, yeah. Yeah. He still was, he was still was batting her away. Like, I don't think he meant to hit her in the face, but he definitely meant to like bat her arms away from him. Like it wasn't, it wasn't just like a casual turnaround. It was a, like, get your hands off me. I accidentally hit you in the face as well, Mm. which I mean, not cool. It's like, I'm looking at the script right now and it says, we will talk. She says, he says, okay, I'm taking a shower. I'm going to bed. And she goes, and he says, we'll talk more as soon as, and she goes, no, not as soon as, and he whips around and goes, please carry. And then it happens. So it's oh, like yeah, unresolved energy, not giving him a total pass. Like there's definitely mm-hmm. some, you know, but like, it wasn't like a, but I would never be like, oh my God, my boyfriend hit me. Like never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but you know, there is a moment too, then her necklace breaks and she just gets all annoying. And she's like, oh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I didn't and, think because they got sh- stuck in her boobs. Like I was like, why is that happening? Is that a metaphor well, for like her heart or something? Cause she no, was, I thought I, it was a metaphor for like the old necklace breaks, mm-hmm. like that making it's, room for herself. This yeah. isn't her, but it's, even the way he puts his hands on her, it's like all of a sudden his touch is just wrong. 
Like yeah. it's yeah. just like we're done. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. completely. It's what, like done. Then. What, what happens in the world where she doesn't trip up big and he makes it to room six twenty eight? I knew you guys would him. wonder that. Like, what's uh? <laughs> Is he gonna? Petrovsky is he gonna, is a small, is he gonna, frail man. Okay, he's gonna his, muddy up, but he can jump. But we he's, know a he can jump. I mean, he's a dancer. I mean, not really. He's gonna, he'd bust out a flip or is something. Big like gonna that. muddy up a basketball and chuck it at Petrovsky's chest. What's his move there? <laughs> I, I think. I think oh, go ahead, Jen. I think Big has a heart attack and <laughs> falls on Petrovsky, pinning him down, and he <laughs> can't. Yeah, he can't breathe, and it's like a double death. <laughs> that's that's. T- <laughs> I can, and then I, Carrie has both men dead in Paris. Yeah. I think they would have like a And then a she dual. does the monologue about how she found herself and she's so great that she <laughs> yeah. loves herself. Once I had no more options, I decided to love myself. Uh, and then you just get a, then a phone call comes through and it's Burger. Hey, Carrie. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, I realized I didn't want a French. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> double fingers her her, her double her fingers phone no call. you heard when big was running up the uh when he was running up the stairs she she had said a heart attack thing she's like you're gonna give yourself a heart attack and wasn't that the thing in sex and city three that they were like yeah. he's gonna die he, he was one. supposed to die supposed of a heart attack if i mean yeah. I, I know everybody wants there to be a sex in the city three and i'm excited to see the movie because i heard it's really good but it's so funny and this is true for the most recent season of arrested development it's true for a few other things. I'd have to think of them, but like sometimes it's like y- you want more and you want more, and then people give you more, and it's like uh, no, like yeah. I, I don't need. I, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see the movie, but I'm like, what a great ending! I'm glad the movie made five hundred million dollars, and I'm excited to see it. I've heard two is bad, but two is bad. One is like a nice natural extension of one is very similar to two more episodes of what you just saw. Like okay. it's yeah, it's got that kind of depth and. Yeah, and uh, really good conflict and stuff. But if they yeah. get if, if if it truly started with Sex in the City three with Big dying of a heart attack, <laughs> and then it's just like, ooh, at least the girls still have the their friendships. It'd be like, what the what are we doing here? Why are we, <laughs> let's make you f- some new shows? Don't you feel like though, if Big died of a heart attack, wouldn't he be the kind of person that when she found him, he would like make some sort of joke, like he's lying yeah. there, and then he's like. I'm dying, kid. Oh. <laughs> and then he would go back down and then he would come up. Well, again. he did that. He, he did that, that in the hospital. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He did that in the hospital. Do you guys think he knew um, when when she was like, I'm going to Paris with a man, Alexander Petrovsky. You're going to Paris with a Ruski? Do you think he knew who Alexander Petrovsky was? Like he'd heard of him the way, uh, the way Samantha had? Or did he just recognize that's a Russian name? That's a good I, question. I had thought he probably did, but I don't know. Maybe Big because it like seems like he would have been in the eighties with him. I guess Big's younger than him, which is weird. Yeah, I that's mean, true. That is Big weird. probably owns some of his art somewhere, right? I went to yeah, I went to a museum, the, and and I'm like, I'm always amazed at how the, some of the biggest. You know, it's like I know, you know, ten artist names, and then there's certain <laughs> people that's like they're the, you know, some of the biggest artists in the world right now are people who I would have no idea. So I think that's, yeah. it's a, it's a good way that you could be anonymous and still sell a painting for $1.8 million or something, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. So that's true. Um, I, big doesn't seem to me big seems like, a not like he seems he's a classy guy in a way, but then he also has that edge of like, he's not going to museums. He's going to, he's going to per se, but he's not going to the, the Met. Mm. He's also like going to watch the Knicks. Yeah. Like that's, he's like a courtside seats kind of guy. 
He's yeah, not yeah. Like a big. It's seeds, yeah. fancy, fancy uh, whiskeys, good, good cigars. I, yeah, I, I, I would say here's something that would have would have been great. Not in a the. It's good that he didn't get there to have a physical fight with Petrovsky, but it would have been. And I was wondering if this would happen. It would have been great to see them because when the wife was there, Petrovsky's wife, I was like, is there a chance that he shows up and there's like some sort of situation where Big and Petrovsky have to go toe-to-toe verbally and sort of like fight over Carrie's love. I didn't know if that was going to happen and I would have loved mm-hmm. to see that scene because I think Big would be maybe intimidated by the art or by the money because he has they're both in the same money situation. They're both wealthy. So that would have been an interesting scene or see how like he tries to win Carrie over if Carrie was still on the fence with Petrovsky. It, it um, could have ended with them like uh, like Aiden and Big you know, sitting over breakfast, a hash out the problems and the bromance. Yeah. I was wondering if Christopher Noth, Noth, however you say it, if yeah. he didn't want to be in any scenes with... Um, with Baryshnikov? I, I feel like he would be like insecure that way, or maybe it was just a decision to keep both her men separate. I don't know. To, but yeah. I wondered if he... Because, oh, no, you're right. It, it, no, I could see that. Did you, did you listen to uh, our Willie Garson episode yes and i like wonder Willie if that's where i got talked it. about how he would be like i don't want any scenes with garson i thought that was kind of weird um i thought it didn't come off to me like he was intimidated by willie garson no i think it was like half razzing and half like actually annoyed by him like i think he was just like I, it sounded like garson, like garson's funny but he never shuts up like it kind of sounded like that kind of thing but and i like, feel they, like they, and, they willie, were, and they were cool with each other but i feel like willie took it as like He's intimidated by my acting. I, that's how I. That's how it came off. I'm going to say that. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I want to be get so like funny to bring to. That'd be so funny to play that exact moment for for Noth if we had him on the podcast and have Chris be like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> Let's make it our goal to make the new Sex and the City beef between Noth and Garson. Yes. <laughs> yeah. People are like, "Move over, Kim Cattrall." Noth and Garson are going toe to toe with their acting. Wasn't there, wasn't there something about uh, Ben Weber and him? Like when Ben Weber said that they, when they were like first in a van together, he like, like that was like, a, that Chris was, Noth, he that trucked was him like a bunch of nudie mags. Yeah. He like got in the, he got in the like production van after being out all night and like hadn't slept and, and like threw him a penthouse or something. He's like, read it kid. Or just something like that. And he was just like, <laughs> and Ben Weber was like, what? That and is like, so now funny. They're fr- now they're friends. Oh man. That's so, so funny. funny. I can't imagine. I mean, now like I no one has magazines anymore, but I can't imagine <laughs> being a person that like had a Playboy or a penthouse and acknowledged that I to other people that I was currently looking at it. That is like old that is old world porn. That's like another era. And like, what's also, he carrying it in? Like a briefcase or a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. back pocket? <laughs> So oh, weird. Definitely folded up in his chest, in his chest coat pocket. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I have some trivia. Ooh, no, please. it's not true. I think I told you this before, maybe, but you know Julia Sweeney from SNL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she wrote on season six. Yeah. I, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, we didn't the, know that. Yeah, yeah. the uh, adopting the baby from China is based on her life. Oh, really? No she, she adopted a daughter who's named Mulan, and she's done like a one woman show about it. But I, it's interesting because like I had asked her if at the time it was like, oh, I don't, 
like I might do something with this. I don't want to give it to the show, but it yeah. it wasn't something she was thinking of doing anything yeah. with at the time. And hmm. and that's uh, amazing. Yeah, and and so it was like that whole storyline was was from her life. Some is of that the, also why she was sorry. Is that why she was, she played the nun in yeah. uh, in the Samantha episode too? Right? Yeah, which so I thought was so cool that she was on. That's why she was around, probably. Yeah, some yeah. of and the, she wasn't married at the time. I think she was single when she adopted her daughter. So it's not totally the same, but yeah. Um, Kristen Davis's acting. I mean, mm. she's oh, she's so good. She's so funny, and as you are, you're so used to with like like I know like. Um, James Gandolfini said that like after he was on the Sopranos, people would be like scared of him and that never happened before, but you spend so much time with it's different than movies. Cause you spend 70 hours with a person rather than like a movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. with Kristen Davis, once we finally talked to her, it was funny that it's like, she's so like, Oh, hello. Like I'm, I'm Charlotte York. And then talking to her, it's like, Oh man, she's so funny. And she's, um, She's so funny. And and I'm like, oh yeah, you're like a powerhouse Hollywood actress. You're not Charlotte York. Mm-hmm. And then, but she's so funny throughout the series that towards the end, when she gets to have some serious moments, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have some yeah. range. Like she is. Mm-hmm. And that scene when she, that whole final episode, I feel like she just crushed it. She was mm-hmm, so yeah. good. And I teared up when she, when she saw the picture of the baby. Uh, Did uh, mm-hmm. That was like, such a culmination of of six seasons of what a storyline it was so beautiful and yeah. it seemed like they probably all were crying anyway because it was the last episode yeah. and mm-hmm. it felt like the tears were probably really maybe except for samantha yeah. i could i i rewatched it thinking about their tension and i was like oh i feel like i see it in that episode when they're at the four people dinner yeah, yeah. like before she Kevin, leaves Kevin, you brought up a really good point though it was really nice to see harry like actually getting super engaged into the adoption process mm-hmm. and him actually taking the news that they lost the baby harder than charlotte and then seeing charlotte move into this role of like strength and comforting harry and telling him it's going to be okay and it was like a yeah. really great full circle mm-hmm. kind of story for Charlotte to see that, which was yeah. was added to, mm-hmm. I think, her acting chops and and that in that final scene. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was just they did a really good job with. I mean, this is just good storytelling, but it's like she's like grasping onto life at every moment of being like, I need to be married, and I need Trey, and like I need a baby, and all this stuff. And you know, it I think rings true in real life too but it's like it was really cool rather than like she gets her dream Mm -hmm. it's like oh man she seems okay like she finally seems at peace before she gets the fulfillment of her dreams and that is like i don't know i think that was so much better than being like we got the baby now i'll be happy like yeah she seemed okay and that was like really 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 satisfying Mm -hmm. to see and then yeah i kind of she got to be like support him when he was having a hard time, which you didn't expect to see. Yeah. I kind of feel like if it would have ended without them getting the baby, she, it would have been challenging, but she still would have been okay. Like she feels like she kind of found this like place of contentment. It reminded me of that movie that we've talked about before private life, the Paul Giamatti and a Catherine Hahn movie. It's on Netflix and it's about them. Like it's about this, 
couple, older couple that's been in New York for forever, like trying to conceive and adopt. And like the thing that happens to Harry and Charlotte when the couple that they meet, like changes their mind. Oh yeah. They have that happen where they're supposed to like meet a couple and the girl like switches on them and stuff. But yeah, I feel like they played that one. They played the Harry and Charlotte thing pretty realistically. Yeah. Like played her emotions. Have you seen the movie, the savages with Philip Seymour Hoffman and, uh, who's the other girl and it Laura Linney. I haven't. Uh, No, it's such a good, it's same director as that, but private life and the savages highly, highly recommend. All right. They're going on my to watch list. yeah. I have a question for you guys. Yes. yes. Okay. Each each guy, which ending would you want for your life? Like which <sighs> couple would you want to be in? And you can be the guy or the girl, you know, it doesn't matter, but like which ending is Jeez. what would you want to live? Oh my gosh, that is a hard question. I want to be a rich, <laughs> I, I want to be a rich famous artist that just like never cares for his woman but gets all the accolades. And, and oh, just, so you just, just want to be Petrovsky? Oh man, this is that is a, such a good question. It is. Oh, good. Oh, man. Oh, I have two, but I need to like narrow. And you can it down. give two. You can say I can't decide. I I do think this is uh this is probably partially brought on by the pandemic and like literally <laughs> not having uh not having human touch just like gone from our lives and everything. But I have been like, I I hopped back on. Um, I spent like three months hanging out with John in the Hamptons away from people only with like my close friends. And like, that was really great. And then um, there were so many times I was like distracted from, you know, romantic life. And then I got back to here and I was just like, Oh yeah. Like, I, I do want to like uh, be in a relationship at some point. And I felt like in this more than I have in a long time, because I don't sit around and watch rom-coms. But yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Like, I was like, I know maybe it's not the most realistic thing, but when Carrie was do- saying like what she wanted, like I'm so used to being like, I want to go on at least one good date with like a nice gal or like mm-hmm. that, that'd be fun. And I was like, I mean, I think deep down, I really do want to fall in love with someone and like, trust them and like build a relationship. And I haven't been, I, I don't think I've been in one that I felt that way in a while. And this is the first time in a while that I was just like, mm, I think I would like to be in love. And I just didn't expect <laughs> uh, that. So yeah. Inconvenient. Inbelievable yeah. love. I mean, it's, if nice. I, yeah. it's a yeah, nice yeah, description. Yeah. If I just consuming. Wa- Yes. I mean, <laughs> that was like such a carry speech. It was a crazy carry speech. It was, totally. and that's why I wasn't expecting to be like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but you know, you bring up a good point because it's good to set your overall big goal. We, there's so many things that we end up like, well, but I'd be fine with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we forget to dream big. We, we yeah. start again at, and I'll just be fine with this. It's like, well, dream big. And yeah, then yeah. you know you could be fine if it this year ends up being just one good date. But yeah. Yeah. you want your all-consuming, inconvenient love. And, yeah, dream, and, and I think with that's... With a guy what, named John. With a guy yeah. named John. No, <laughs> dream John. Dream John, everyone. It also, dream big, dream John. I know Miranda gets all the accolades the past few years because she's like the biggest feminist and all this stuff and all this great. But it is interesting to watch um, something like this final two episodes and kind of see like between the fashion and between like monologues like that, 
be like, okay, I can get, Carrie can be selfish, but I can also get the appeal of why people are like, fucking Carrie Bradshaw's the greatest, you know, because she oh, gets yeah. to have those moments that are so, so cinematic and so just like, like that monologue. I'm like, oh man, this, I've, I've heard about this monologue and I forgot it was going to happen. And when it did, I was like, that's kind of what, that's what movies are for, you know, mm-hmm. and like television yeah. are for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think. I have a few. I have a kind of a, a they coalesce, I guess. One, I want to be Smith because I want my acting career to take off and I want to get flown to Vancouver to be <laughs> in a movie. Do crunches so that you can while you're having back. sex with Samantha. <laughs> we talked about the crazy Samantha sex scene at the end where we were like, was Smith doing crunches? He's just doing crunches. Yeah, he's just oh, like, I forgot about that moment. Yeah. Doing, we doing <laughs> you we got should go. The love. <laughs> you got the love. You got the love. <laughs> but that, that would so ridiculous. But no, I, I think I think mine is the who I would want is a and this might this hmm. I'm trying to think how to put this. Like it may go to where kind of how Kevin was saying where he was like in his life. This may go to where I'm at. Like I would like the carry, I would like the 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 carry big ending where you finally have this thing that like ties up and you're Mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh, this is it. And it's like you and, and you show up and you're like, this is like, we're doing this and you're there for it. But I also want the Steve and Miranda ending. And I, because I think part of that is, I don't know if that's because of like how I grew up, like, you know, like I, I guess what I mean by that is, you know, like, family and a house and you're close to relatives and stuff but like yeah i want i do want the 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 dream big like you find your person and it is this like you know oh we we made it but then there's something really sweet about like that's what the day-to-day is that you're like we can make these hard choices totally you know i didn't want to move here but we bought this house Mm -hmm. and like we're gonna care for your mom like that kind of thing so i kind of want i kind of want those two but i i will say on an emotional level the first thing that came to mind when you said there was the Carrie big thing. Mm. I think that's the storyline. This is my, fascinating. You guys. My, mine's <laughs> a loose hypothesis, so don't hold me to it. Uh, but I think like out of the four women, I think like two of them changed and then two of them didn't really experience much growth. I think <laughs> Samantha kind of stayed the same person throughout yeah. the series. Mm. Carrie, in my opinion, stayed the same person and, Big is the one who came around. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Samantha, sorry, Charlotte and Miranda are the two that changed. And when I'm looking at Miranda, she, I mean, it's, it's great because it's true and it's respectable, but hers was more of like a resignation of just like, well, uh, I found love and comforting my, uh, my in-law or my mother-in-law who's in need. Whereas Charlotte's, was more of like an acceptance mm-hmm. of her projections were not going to like what she thought she was going to become didn't come true. And that's okay because it can, life can still be great. She thought mm-hmm. she wanted Trey. She thought she wanted, you know, this brood of children, like Upper East Side children. Yeah. Instead, she got a shit ton of Cavalier Spaniel dogs <laughs> and an adopted Asian baby and like a bald, overweight husband. And she was like, yeah, that's fulfilling and that's awesome. And I am totally going to love my life as this cool Jewish woman now. 
And so mm. I think like out of all the storylines, I can't want to be Carrie or Samantha because I don't think they changed. And and Miranda's to me is like a little bit, it's it's nice, but depressing <laughs> where Samantha's is like, yeah, the message is life is going to deal you an unexpected hand and you can choose to play it and, and have a great time doing it. And so Charlotte, like Charlotte's. Yeah. So yeah. my, mine would have to be probably Harry and Charlotte. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is so, I'm loving that. I asked that. So what, it, what about a, you? What, what would, yeah, what what would you? yours be? Um, uh, it's a combo. I, I, I want Steve and Miranda's relationship all throughout the series, except the finale. It's just mm. too much going on for me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. But I, I would be the mother-in-law on. as needed, of course, but too much. Mm-hmm. I can't say I'd choose it. But um, I like a combo of like Carrie and Big and Harry and Charlotte. So I like the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the person in my life that would be the big, the on and off forever. Like he's got married during the pandemic. That's off the table. So <laughs> that notion of like, mm-hmm. This person coming back, like, I guess that's not the point of them either. But, but like, it'd be nice to like have something romantic in a romantic city that's just like mm-hmm. this has passion and excitement. But the day to day is like it, it might be with someone that like I didn't expect, you know, and that mm-hmm. like mm. isn't something I would pick for myself. But but was handed to me and I went, Oh my God, I'm so glad this happened. So that mm-hmm. I, I like that. Ad- I like that aspect of Char- Cause I think like what you were saying about Charlotte Jones, like she's not resigned kind of like Miranda's like, Oh, well, this is part of love too, is the mother in the bathtub. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But Charlotte's like, Oh my God, if I had to do it over, I would pick Harry over Trey. Like she's yeah. changed yeah. her mind completely, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah. That, so I yeah. feel like I'd love to be changed in that way. I'd love to be wrong about all my little thoughts, and I know I am, but I just haven't found the thing. And then, um, yeah, but with the passion of the caring thing, and, and you know, Paris, of course. But but it always it seems to be I've remained with the two fanciest. And I think yeah. there was a time in my yeah. life where I would have said the Samantha one, but she's just too. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't want someone that young. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I feel like I feel like if if you I mean I've never I've never seen the movies but I feel like like Carrie and Big are still gonna have these crazy highs and lows in their relationship. Yes. Yeah. Miranda's relationship is she's gonna be like well like I have to bathe my mother in law and raise uh, the apparently kid Just but at least I have Steve movie. to do it with Just me wait. and and have, like Charlotte oh, is like the one oh, who's man. like you know what I'm gonna live my life now not projecting what i want as things open before me i'm going to choose to be happy in those scenarios and yeah. to me that is like but question two yeah. questions one don't you think miranda is just gonna slough that job over to magna pretty soon she's just gonna be like you work for me and you go bathe this woman yeah. i have to go like be a lawyer for the people that are gonna yeah. like, it's I your job to love finale. Yeah. yeah, right. That's a one and done. Yeah. I have the a other- partner meeting, Magna. <laughs> exactly. She's like, Magna, you you do love now, okay? I got to go to you work. Love. But like, you love. But um, I now I'm seeing. I'm like, maybe I picked 
uh, Miranda and Steve just because they bought a house in Brooklyn. Maybe yeah, that's that's, more that's what like I, yeah, I think that's, it's that they bought real that's, estate. So did that's, Charlotte but, and Harry though. They own their, but they don't have a yard. That's true. That's true. They don't yeah, have I know. Yard. I like that yeah. Brooklyn house. But, um, oh yeah. Oh man. Um, but no, the other thing I was going to say, John, is is do do you think that Charlotte will continue to um like she's kind of found this open bliss that you're saying where she's like, I didn't choose this, but I accept it. Do you think she's going to go back into slide, like be on a scale of sliding up and down a little bit and going back into, or do you think she's like reached Charlotte enlightenment? At this I think point? she's reached Charlotte enlightenment. And I think like, like it, it was, it was kind of, I think her changing her religion and now like identifying as a Jewish person. And it was done comedically in that last episode was like a pretty good indicator that she is going to, I don't know, go with the, like be more go with the flow. She's not letting mm -hmm. who she thought she was in the past define her. I think mm -hmm. she like, I think Charlotte will be coming out of this like the most chill of all four of the, she found women. that shalom. I could be wrong. It was a, it was a loose <laughs> hypothesis. Well, she I mean, you know, I mean, when, you know, when it's like, uh, this is kind of, you know, when you think like you're never going to change and then you change like a small thing and then you look back and you're like, oh yeah, like there was like, there was like a few years that I, I didn't sleep really well and I was grinding my teeth. I made some, and I wasn't like, I'm going to be happy now, but like I literally discovered running and I ate a little healthier and I got a little bit more sleep and, and that there was a long time that I was like didn't think that that was going to change. And I didn't know how to do it. And I think we're all now you guys, I, I, you, I know Corey and John and most of my friends is like, Hey, they're the same people. But like when you were yourself make those changes, like there are times in your life that you are not happy for a long time. And then you are, or, and you still are the same person. You still talk the same mm -hmm. way and act the same way. But like, I do think it, I think Charlotte is an example that like, you're not doomed to, always be dissatisfied mm -hmm. and she got what she wanted, but also they were in different ways. So I do think she'll look back in her life of being like, I could imagine her talking to her daughter and just being like, I wanted my whole, like, this is not what I thought. Mm -hmm. And I, and she'll be, I, she seems like a person, especially now that she's kind of like, you know, a woman of faith now. And she's going to like the little, you know, her little groups, she's going to her little meetups and mm -hmm. she's going to be able to tell younger people like, hey, you need to slow down. Like I did this. Don't make the same mistakes I did. And I think she's a kind of a perfect candidate to be able to give wisdom and comfort to people that mm. are in the same position as her. Mm -hmm. She's, she's going to start like a little Jewish Bible yeah, study. I think, I think Miranda is just going like, to like we saw her love in this episode. And I think she's just going to like become more and more bitter and upset with Steve. <laughs> oh no i think she's gonna Man, grow it, she's, she's gonna right. grow to hate she's gonna grow to hate steve real john, quick john is i'm nodding because he's kind of right uh, well <laughs> i but it's weird though i can see that now that you're saying it it's like and i i think that you know when when i was saying i picked carrie and big like <laughs> if there's anything i've learned through this podcast it's like one how the me, John and Kevin, like how our brains work. Cause we spent so much time together, but like how John is very logical yeah. and, and looking at like the logic of relationships and stuff. Like as I was watching the big and carry thing, I was like, this is the complete romance story that is like 
of course it's like bringing you to this height that you want, but like, it is like fantastical mm -hmm. romance. And at the end, she's like, and the best relationship is with yourself, which can be a very positive, true thing. It's also just been Carrie Bradshaw the whole time. And so it's like, a, it's, it's interesting. I do feel like the Charlotte one, now that you're saying this is the one of, it's like an enlightenment that like she didn't even fight for. She was fighting the whole time, but it kind of was like given to her. Yeah, yeah and forced. once she just let go and let things be, stop fighting her yeah. fate. Yeah. yeah. And she still has mm -hmm. the passionate stuff with Harry, like, and they still have like mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And, and, uh, you know, I think no matter who Miranda's with, it's, it's unnatural for her to bond. And I think she's, she's got to have a solid guy like Steve who mm -hmm. doesn't take it personally and can handle it. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. so I think no matter who she's with, she's itchy yeah. and just like, uh, you know? Yeah. We saw how much of a pisser Miranda was when they went on their honeymoon. Imagine how like much of a headache Miranda is going to be when they go on their first family trip. Oh, no, that honeymoon to, was oh like my, my dream. I was like, stop <laughs> complaining. I love doing yeah, that. Exactly. You're just like out in a cabin. I could oh, see you man. in that style too. Similar with like the, the bear skin and everything like in the woods, oh, totally. like that kind of has, kind of has your vibe. I would wear that. I would <laughs> yeah. wear that inside, yeah. outside, but I would not be bitching. I'd be like, we're doing nothing. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. It was weird yeah. that she forgot her phone charger and that like people are on their phones all the time. That was, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. 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 The phone thing, there would be a totally different show oh, if yeah. we were where we are with phones now. It completely oh, I'm would. so glad. Jen, when, yeah. I have a, I have a question because yeah. you, you've been in the pod game for a while. When, yeah. when did, when you first started your podcast, what did you, cause it's, you've been doing it for how many years now? Like seven, I think seven. Wow. So, wow. So I have a quick, like, basically, how has it changed over the years? And what did you think it would be when you first started? And how did you go through the growing pains of like being like, oh, I've, you know, it's just, it's just you. But yeah. like, I guess what is it? How is, how has it changed from like what you started out when you first started it or what you thought it would be and what it is well, now? It's, yeah, it's changed a lot. Like, so my podcast originally was called I Seem Fun. And now mm -hmm. it's called No Fun. Mm -hmm. But the reason I started it was because I was on Drunk History and I was on Chelsea Lately. And both of these are things that make it look like I'm like a fun party person. And I mean, the night I hung out with you guys was a big fun party, but I do that <laughs> once a year when something special happens, you know? And oh like, my goodness. you know, wow. I don't really do that. And so anyway, I was doing stand up and, and people were coming to shows and yelling out um, Lindsay Lohan and like yelling out topics like is because the chelsea lately show was like a round table of talking about current mm. events i mean uh not current events celebrity whatever mm -hmm. so i i had this like i had a fan base coming but they didn't know me and i wasn't attracting mm. my people and and i lost that fan base because they didn't care to you know they wanted they, they i wasn't what they wanted so anyway i just thought i'd yeah, start a podcast yeah. that was like this is me and the way I thought mm. of it was like, it's sort of like the monologue part of Mark Maron's podcast. I mean, not, I'm not saying mm -hmm. I'm as brilliant as him, but I'm just saying it's the, just a person talking about their life yeah, yeah. so that people yeah. could get to know me and realize like, oh, I'm not as fun as I seem. And I'm more like a curmudgeon than like a woo person. And it, it was interesting because I think I, I, so it was just going to be a half hour a week, then it became an hour. Um, cause I am a talker. So it is easy for me to blah, blah, blah. And then. Over the years, mm -hmm. like I really, um, I had a friend say, you know, you need to take people deeper into your life. You need to not just tell 
oh, this, you know, like I might tell a story from childhood or he's like, you need to talk about when you're heartbroken or when you're this and mm -hmm. really take people in. And I was like, Ooh, that sounds scary. So I did start doing stuff like that, like being really honest and mm. episodes where I cried. And then I started, um, I feel like letting people in too much, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm embarrassed, like certain episodes, I'm like, oh, let's delete that. You know, I get like, I just had a weird romance with this Australian guy that like came and lived with me for three months and like that he didn't need to be on the podcast, you know, just like <laughs> certain phases of my life that were like, no one needed to know about this. And, uh, yeah. Right. And then it's interesting, like the last two years, I felt kind of in a slump with it because I, mm. I was complaining a lot because I was just working a lot and really stressed. And last year I didn't work. I was trying to find work and I just felt like I didn't have time to record it. And I didn't, you know what I mean? And then during the mm -hmm. pandemic, like I noticed I'm just like, kind of cranky or so it goes depending on what I'm going through. And mm -hmm. as long as I can sit back and notice it and talk about it instead of like being actually cranky when I'm recording, people mm -hmm. appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But so it's really just mm -hmm. like following someone's life and you can check in at any, you know, people can start whenever it's not, it's not linear, but, um, so it, mm -hmm. it's changed and developed. Uh, I'd say recently I fell in love with it again to where yeah. um, I realized what made it funny in the first place was being really strong in an opinion about something, even if I'm wrong. And, <laughs> and then just being like this, look, it's for better, or for worse is what I think, you know, and I feel like I kind of yeah. lost that part of myself. I think the internet has a lot to do with it. I'm always like, mm. oh my God, this person's going to think this, and then this isn't going to sound politically correct, you know? So yeah. I don't like recently I fell back in love. That's your long winded yeah. answer. You're like, okay, well, the sun's coming up. Thanks for answering. <laughs> no, well, you've it's it's just funny because we we started it a few years ago, and but it's like seven years. I don't know. You're like the in fifty years, there's going to be like you're one of those people that started podcasts, like pioneered the beginning of being like, oh, sweet, like I can just do this thing. So you're like you're like one of the oh, really. I thought early like I got into it so late, like. I wanted to get into. Well, imagine the I people that are getting into it now. <laughs> now, well, yeah, which exactly. is still like it's big renaissance now, though. Like, in, mm -hmm. but I feel like you, like I feel like there was probably the early, early days, which are like you know, I don't know what podcast started then, and then I think there were the comedy podcast ones, but I feel like yours probably came before some of the before or right at the beginning of a lot of some of the big pioneering pot comedy ones. And you've done like 370 episodes now or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was like right around there. Like I know Marin had already done his and Gilbert already done his and Jimmy Pardo, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I guess it was before it's it definitely was before like a giant batch, but I yeah. don't even think anyone, yeah. I think like back then people thought about it like, Oh God, I'm starting one. But I think because it's so normal now that it's not even, mm -hmm. I think that joke of like, everyone knows a podcast, like isn't even applicable anymore. Cause it's like, yeah, everyone does because it's like a viable yeah, it's like a thing blog. and everyone should yeah. have yeah, yeah. one because there's an audience for everybody. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like it from doing that many of them, and and we were talking about how like these characters have changed and how you see people like Kevin was talking about how we, you know, you see people change. Do you feel like you can track your own changes and have you seen yourself change through it? And has it almost been like a therapy kind of thing it, in some ways? Well, I've just no I've changed so much, especially this year. I've changed a lot, just doing a lot of work on myself, yeah. sitting here in quarantine. I've changed 
so much it's unreal because it was like the last seven years have been really self um, working on myself. And so that's why I wish I could like delete some old episodes because I'm like, you know, some people find it now and they're like, I'm the same way. And I'm like, no, that was like the defensive weird me like, that was like trying to mm. prove something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't want a relationship yeah. or like that kind of person. Now I'm like so different, but now I'm like less interested in talking about like personal, personal things. I'm way more mm. guarded. So I don't know mm -hmm. if the people mm. listening can tell. Um, that mm. it's therapeutic and has changed me, but it has, but not the podcast hasn't, yeah. it's mm. just that it's like a diary. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's embarrassing. Like I wish I could, it's interesting. Like you put something out there and it means something to people. I'm sure you've experienced this, like things you said on this show two years ago, if someone's just starting, you might be like, I don't mm -hmm. even remember. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's me. It's part of the story, totally. but I don't feel that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, this is like not the super personal version of that, but there are some people that are like, I'm listening to <laughs> season two, episode six, and you guys are all like drinking. We can like, you need to stop. And I'm like, well, you know, we do 80 more fucking episodes. Right, so right. we already take, <laughs> took care of that. Sorry that you just got on the train. So I thought, I thought about it tonight when we were doing, uh, we were doing an episode and I was drinking water and I was like, Oh, be careful of mouth noises. Oh, and yeah. then I, I, but then I think of other podcasts that we listen to that are like wildly popular that there's so many noises. I'm like, we spend a, we have gotten a lot better at production quality yeah. and there are some very successful podcasts that do not care yeah. about that at yeah. all. So like, I yeah. feel like Did we're you doing got, okay Can you guys hear me yeah. sitting? Just, just I'm having one. No. Okay. No, 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 once, once <laughs> I wasn't calling you out, Patrick. We so, no, tonight was a pretty big marathon because we we watched the episode and it was forty five minutes. We did the pre mm -hmm. thing, we did our own episode, and now we did this. And with you having that glass of wine, I was like, oh, I'm definitely having a. I'm getting glass some wine, wine after this. this. So Are you guys getting wine? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't uh, had anything to drink in like over a week now. Oh, just, Kevin and I had a pretty wild weekend <laughs> yeah. uh, like two weekends really? ago. And after that, I was like, I'm going to take a couple days off. And that was the, that was the last. I also like in true quarantine times, like you were saying, yeah. Jen, I was talking to someone today. I was like, not only have I not had a drink in a while, I haven't seen anyone in a while. Yeah. Like I'll like, go through, been... people are like, I'm drinking every night. I'm like, I'll go two <laughs> weeks without, I, cause it just loses its appeal after a while. But, yeah. But when mm -hmm. I'm, well, that just depends on, Life's so weird right now. That's what happened. A few, like I, me and Corey met up and we like, were there was like some outdoor dining. We went and it was like human contact outside. I'm and like, then just like, we just, we, we went to the next level. We, we flew yeah, we too that close and we, to the sun. Yeah. We ended up on Kevin's oh, stoop Icarus. outside. Oh God, yeah. I'm glad oh, you guys Icarus. are safe now. Yeah. Be careful yeah. with that. Yeah. They yeah. just banned, yeah. they yeah. just closed outdoor, I haven't done any outdoor dining because I'm too scared. Oh yeah, they closed they, it They should have, right? we never should have opened. We never flattened the curve like New York mm. did. And the sidewalks are packed, people are dicks here. Mm. And it's just, mm. everyone of every political stripe is doing it. Everyone has their own mm. version of what's safe. No one is correct about what's mm -hmm. safe. And the, yeah, mm. so starting Wednesday night in a couple nights, it's going to shut down for three weeks. I'm like, oh great, that's going to do something. Well, that's going to wow. be perfect because Tuesday night, everyone will go out for the last big hurrah and then start the cycle over again. And then they'll all again. get so, COVID within three <laughs> weeks are. and then they'll yeah. open everything again. Yeah. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just staying in. great. I'm staying in until there's a vaccine and then, um, then I'll fly out to, I am going to, I think I, well, I'm going to be in New York, uh, on a 
job next year. So I will be bothering you guys. Oh my gosh. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Yes. That'd be awesome. We'll be here. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Truly one of when Corey and I, I think we've already talked about this maybe a few times, but when Corey and I, we were super, super tired and we had tickets to your show, but like I had been schlepping, I think it was like raining, schlepping all day. And then when me and Corey met up and then went to the bell house and we're like, Jen Kirkman listens to the podcast. We should, she, she like messaged us at one time. We should stay in line after and like, see, and then we're we're just like huge fans. So it's so fun that we get to go from being like fans of yours I to know. being friends. This is the, this is Jen's book that night we talked to you and you just wrote in the book. You wrote, Corey, I couldn't help but wonder Aww. right there in the book right there. And that was the first time we met you that in person. Was so yeah. Fun. I was like, and I know this- I wish you, whenever stuff like that happens, I'm like, oh, I wish you'd cut the line and then I wish I could make the line go away and we could all go out. So I'm glad that it happened. Oh, by the way, I'm yeah, acting yeah. like there was some huge line. There there, no, was, there was there Kevin and I were at the end of it. It was sold we out. Were, there was a yeah, big line. It was sold out. <clears throat> we waited but a long time. That's just in Brooklyn. It doesn't really happen anywhere else. But um, uh, yeah. And that night, that night was crazy because I was dating this artist, and he had an opening, and I was like, I have a show, and he was like, Well, you have to go with me to my opening, and I was like, Oh, but my show, I don't have anyone's phone number. I can't cancel and so <laughs> i went with him to his opening and then he it's a whole long thing that he let go of my hand and then wait so did he did he wait did he hit you what are you uh, telling he me he hit me after the show you? yeah that, did i tell you the story already yeah no after the show did i went he, back what? to the hotel and he accident it was an accident it was hold an on. accident he hit me hold on what room was he in he was hold in on a uh, 625 right 625 i'll be but uh so no, but no, I'm kidding. All that was made up. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, but you know, what's weird is the first 20 seconds that I was like, this is just like the episode. And I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Before that, I was alone feeding a dog in a restaurant. It was really, it was really weird. But what's weird is I used to use sex in the city clips to advertise my shows. And I, so I would, I would record the show uh, silently and then do voiceover and then use it as a clip. So the clip I used for this Brooklyn show to advertise it was Carrie in the hotel room with Petrovsky. And she's like, I just want to go to a comedy show in Brooklyn. It's inconveniently located, you know, whatever. And he was like, I don't want to go anyway. And that's so it's just funny that you guys went to that. That's yeah. hilarious. That's crazy. That's so great. That's wild. Well, anyway, that's, amazing. that's a boring story for your listeners. Well, I'm no, honored to be. To be talking to you the night you watched it, I I feel like I finally got to watch it with friends after ten years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we are too. Well, um, everybody, please um, uh, go listen to Jen Kirkman's uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. fun, thank you, but it is fun, and um, she has a Patreon, so become a patron of hers. We have a Patreon as well. Become a patron of ours. And we're going to keep, we're, we're going to, we're going to keep giving you that hot content. We're going to go through, we're going to later. You're going to be like, remember the first watch, but we have plenty more, um, coming your way. And thank you everybody. Please go give Jen's podcast and our podcast, five star reviews on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And Jen, thank you so much. I love you guys. Thank you so we'll, much, we'll Jen. Talk, you know, in real life. So I'm not worried. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much for coming by. Anytime. All Bye right. Guys. Jen. 
The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.